Hello and welcome to the Van Foodster Podcast. I am your host, Richard Wallach, covering the food scene in and around the Vancouver area, across Canada and beyond. This is episode 65 of the Van Foodster Podcast. In this week's episode, I talk about recently opened Kasari Indian Kitchen in the West End. I then talk about the Chinese Restaurant Awards held this past week at the Vancouver Club. I talk about the annual Eastside Cultural Crawl that was held this past weekend. I then feature some of the dishes on new fall menu by Colty Restaurant in downtown Vancouver. I feature newly opened the Cannoli King Bakery and produ- Production Facility in Port Coquitlam. And lastly, I feature the Playlist Kitchen Cookbook with an interview with author Becky Van Drunen. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Van Foodster, as well as visit VancouverFoodster.com for everything food in Vancouver and beyond. And we'll get on with this week's episode. Kasari Indian Kitchen, as a new Indian restaurant, has just recently opened in the West End, um, located in English Bay on Davies Street. And uh, they specialize in... Um, many different different dishes throughout India as well as Indo-Chinese dishes. Um, I had a chance to check them out a few days ago and uh, try a few of the diff- different dishes. Um, my favorite, I guess, would be the mango chicken. I really like that. It was um, tasty. It wasn't too sweet. Uh, made with cooked with uh, mango pulp, cashew nut curry, Indian spices. Um, they're, they're all about less cream, um, not much butter, and just a bit more healthy ingredients in their cooking. Also try the dal turka. It's a yellow lentil-based dish with uh, spices cooked with garlic and tomato. Had the pudina paranta, and that's a whole wheat flaky bread with uh, fresh mint. And then try one of the Indo-Chinese dishes, the veg- vegetarian chow mein. So uh, you get chow mein, you think it's Chinese, but it's not. It's Indo-Chinese. It's stir-fried noodles with, with vegetables. So definitely a great place to check out. On Monday and Tuesday night, they offer 25% off. So that's a great deal if you want to save some money. Head on, head on down on Monday, Tuesday night, and um, and that is a, a great spot to check out, and they're also doing delivery as well. And then the uh, annual Chinese, actually 13th annual Chinese Restaurant Awards, it was just held a few days ago at the Vancouver Club, a beautiful ceremony, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, they had a reception to kick off, and um, with some tasty dishes by uh, Pacific Institute Culinary Arts students. Uh, Vancouver Community College Arts, uh, Culinary Arts students, they prepared a dish. Uh, Chef William Liu of Bruno uh, Restaurant, he did a, a geoduck on the beach. Very, very cute. Very, very cool um, packaging. Uh, Stand out for sure, and it was done very well. Very, very tasty. Um, usually I'm not a huge fan of geoduck, but that he did a great job with it. It was tasty. Uh, also had the uh, steamed halibut by Chef Matthew Taylor from Vancouver Club. That was very good. Uh, the um, uh, Pacific Institute Culinary Arts students uh, prepared a spicy eggplant salad. Um, the uh, Vancouver Community College Arts students prepared a terrace and seafood puff pastry, which was great. And then um, 
Chef Eric Ho of uh, Little Fox Bakehouse out in Richmond did a box of treats. This was cleverly done because there was no way you could carry, kind of eat all these sweets uh, during the award ceremony. So you had a box you could take home. Um, it featured his Vita Soy flavored puff, which was a winner from last year's awards. Uh, the black sesame mochi croissant, which was my favorite. It was very good. And the white rabbit mochi donut. Um, there were uh, many awards handed out for two years, covering 2020 and 2021. Uh, just some of those awards, to give you an idea, there was a Game Changers kind of um, collective, I guess, a Game Changers Awards. Uh, one of them went to Uncle Snack Shop in Richmond. Uh, the other went to the Queen Cafe in uh, Chinatown. Uh, there were the Critics' Choice Signature Dishes. So that was presented for um, for a couple different years. So they had a whole bunch. You can actually check out the entire list on my website at VancouverFoodSea.com. I've got published the whole the whole list of all the award winners. So you can definitely check that out and uh, see which rest Chinese restaurants you want to head out to and try. There was a lot of new restaurants and a lot of them have won awards this past year. So definitely great. Um, the the Eastside Culture Call was held this past weekend. Uh, it's an annual event. Um, I like to go every year. I haven't obviously gone in a few years. They didn't really hold it last year, so I didn't get to it last year. I got to it this year. I got to, you know, one of the buildings. Like, I don't remember how many buildings there are. I mean, there's a lot of buildings. So you really, to, to do this properly, you have to devote your entire four-day weekend to this because the only way to actually get to everything is, is to do just do that. Now, I unfortunately don't have time to just do that, so I just headed up on uh, Thursday night, went to the Parker Street Studios, and uh, checked out um, the David Wilson Art Studio. Uh, beautiful art he has there, uh, beautiful paintings. Um, I especially love the Granville Street uh, picture and the uh, Dunbar Theater. He's done a very good job with the iconic uh, locations in the city. He also does paint some... Uh, Beautiful works from New York as well. So definitely check him out. You can actually check him out all the time. Uh, David Wilson, artist on uh, Instagram. Uh, and uh, if you're hanging over the art, each side cultures crawl, um, it ends today. But if you're heading over there, uh, you can definitely check out his uh, art collection. I also got a chance to uh, visit, um, actually meet uh, Maya Weinberg. It was the first time there, Mia Weinberg. Uh, first time I had been at her studio, and she had a, a collection of new works, so it was great to meet and chat with her and check out her art. Um, Maria Ann Perlin also shares her art studio with Mia Weinberg, and uh, she had some beautiful indigo, a beautiful indigo collection. Definitely want to check that out. The Carla Tech studio also had beautiful paintings, and I had heard while I was at one of the other uh, studios, people were talking about you have to check out Carla Tack, and that's what I did. So she has beautiful work as well. So you can't go wrong when you head over to the uh, Eastside Culture Crawl, especially the Parker Street Studios, because there's a whole bunch of food trucks outside. So uh, got to see my friends at uh, Melt City and uh, had a late night grilled cheese sandwich with uh, tomato soup, which was delicious. And it was a bite, the grilled cheese uh, with uh, slow roasted chicken, cheddar, and tamarind chipotle mayo. Also got to see Green Coast Coffee and uh, try some hot apple cider, which was perfect after the grilled cheese sandwich. Um, you can check out all these food trucks that are uh, hanging out in that spot. So you've got <clears throat> you've got Melt City, Green Coast Coffee, of course. Uh, you also had Chickpea was there and the Urban uh, Pizza Oven. And there was a uh, donut spot called Hugs, which I've never heard of before, but I saw them. 
So if you're heading out to Eastside Culture Call today, if you hear this today, uh, enjoy your time there. Uh, Colty Restaurant has just launched their new fall and winter menu, uh, along with a new chef. Uh, chef Liam Breen has joined the team. Uh, you will know Liam from his own restaurant we ha- he had a few years ago out in Cole Harbor called Veer. Uh, he's uh, no stranger to that group. Uh, he's been working with Bodega over the years uh, and uh, and knows the whole crew. So they've brought him on, and he has elevated. I want to say he's elevated the dishes at Colty because Colty were good before, but now it's just like more flavorful. I want to say because it was just different. So I had a chance to try several new dishes. Um, some I loved and some not so much. But the salt and pepper prawns, although I like the idea here, I just thought it needed more pepper. My partner thought they needed more salt. So there you go. I think if they just add a little bit more there, you've got a great dish there. And that will be a good one to go with cocktails. Uh, the marinated lotus root salad is done with a um, green papaya. Now, they used to have a papaya salad. Some mango? No, I think it was papaya salad. Green papaya salad? I don't remember. Anyways, it was very good. But now it's, of course, wintertime, not summer. So they've kind of mixed it up. It's got an interesting black vinegar um, in this uh, kind of sauce in this. So an interesting salad for sure. My favorite dish, though, was the shrimp toast. Like, oh, my God. Fried shrimp mousse on a milk toast. It's done so, so well. When you finish that, you're going to want to order another. So instead of ordering another, just order two at the same time. I think it's the way to go. Anyway, shrimp toast, really, really good. I also love the crispy Brussels sprouts. Great flavors there. Do it with the bacon. Add the bacon for sure. Gives great, great flavor to that dish. Uncle Lee's Crispy Wings is an inside, not joke, it's an inside story between the owners. So if you really want to find out, track down one of the owners and ask them all about Uncle Lee's Crispy Wings. That's a new a new dish. It's a Szechuan ginger soy glaze um, on these wings. Those are very tasty. Uh, the Birko Shoulder Char Siu, not my favorite uh, Char Siu, but uh, I'm sure, you know, if people like that, you're going to like it. Uh, fried rice, really good. Really, really good job on the fried rice. So that's definitely one to order as well. So check them out. Colty Restaurant on the corner of Davie and Granville Street in downtown Vancouver. And uh, they're pretty much open every day. They've got a great cocktail program by Joe Chang. And he said he's got a lot of new cocktails uh, for uh, designed for fall, winter as well. And uh, the Cannoli King has just opened a brand new uh, bakery production facility out in Porcoquillum. I've known owners Sam and Lise Piro I've known for years and have had a pleasure to get to know them for many, many years. They had the Retalia Bakery on Hastings Street, which was, they still have. And then when they served the Canola, the Cannoli King and the food truck and all that kind of stuff has done really well for them. And now they finally have their own huge bakery. I mean, I was like, wow, this is massive. It is so much bigger than their bakery on Hastings Street. So wishing them lot, wishing them well as they go. I mean, it was so crowded day, the opening day yesterday. They line up right out the store into the parking lot. They had the mayor of Porker Quitlam there um, greeting everybody. And a lot of people off their off their board. I was, I was really city council. I was really surprised to see that. It doesn't happen in Vancouver. So they're lucky to have that happen to them out in Porker Quitlam. Uh, they're going to be open Tuesday to Saturday, so check their hours and um, location. It's on Seaborn Avenue, and it is right near Gong Yu Kitchen. So I've talked about Gong Yu Kitchen before. Uh, they're actually like I think they're neighbors, like right next door to each other. So 
Great, great spot. Cannoli King. Find them on Instagram and go get yourself some cannoli. But they also have other things too. They have sandwiches. They have uh, lots of other baking by other pastry chefs and cakes and all that kind of stuff. They also have a little little nook market there and they've got pastas, dried pastas and other Italian specialties that you can pick up. So if you live in the Pork Aquilum area, you now have a new spot to check out. Uh, there's a new cookbook uh, just launched by... Uh, uh, just published recently by it's called playlist kitchen cookbook and i love this idea author becky van drunen has come up with this idea where she mixed all these different recipes that she's created over the years with playlists so she loves music of the 90s that's her thing so she she uh, created all these playlists to go along with the cooking of these dishes so it's it's perfectly done um, she's created spot if you're on spotify she's got these um, playlists on spotify I was not on Spotify, so uh, we just sort of did some uh, Apple Music uh, playlist creation using uh, her songs from uh, one of the recipes. So uh, last night I made a recipe called As Long As You Love Chickpea. So, you know, I loved it because it's got chickpeas. It was also paired with this selection of songs, The Backstreet Boys. And uh, years ago when I was in Europe traveling, I was in Amsterdam and I was staying at one of these one hotel, and the hotel got really crowded one day, and I couldn't figure why all these people were hanging outside in front of the hotel, like thousands of girls. And I was like, "What's going on?" And it turned out the Backstreet Boys were staying in my hotel, so kind of fun, fun story. And uh, so we got to listen to the Backstreet Boys last night, and uh, cook this dish, and it was a very, very tasty dish. But uh, I, uh, you can find the book actually locally at a bunch of different retailers. We'll talk about that in a, moment, in a minute. And uh, definitely just, it's a great gift for your foodie friend um, for Christmas, for sure. Uh, it's a locally published book, local author. And I had a chance to interview uh, the author, uh, Becky Van Drunen, a couple days ago. So listen here now for my interview with Becky. Can you tell me what got you into cooking? Sure. So it's a little bit of a different journey. I didn't actually grow up cooking or grow up in a house um, with, you know, lots of delicious meals. Uh, it was a pretty normal, normal craft dinner and canned tomatoes uh, upbringing I had. But I was actually a vegetarian for about 10 years. And through that time, I realized pretty quickly that I had absolutely no idea how to actually cook or make food. And so I got pretty bored pretty quickly. And that became um, the beginning of sort of my journey of learning to love to cook. And about 10 years ago, I actually started volunteering at uh, food festivals in um, Vancouver. And when I was doing that, I would volunteer at the Food Network celebrity stages. And I got to shuck peas and um, chop vegetables and wash dishes for some of the celebrity chefs that I had been watching on uh, TV. And that sort of like in inspired me to get to get really into cooking. And from there, here we are. There you go. Were you musical growing up as in did you play any instruments or did you just like to listen to music? No, I was absolutely musical. I actually have a degree in music in voice, actually. So I grew up playing piano and singing. I was in musicals and shows, and um, I actually taught music also for about 10 years. And I actually currently work for um, Long McQuaid. I've worked there for about 13 years, uh, and they are the largest music company in Canada. So uh, music has been and still is a very big part of my life. 
what is your favorite genre of music 90s pop <laughs> okay okay for sure for okay. sure yes okay so in bringing that all together how did your book playlist kitchen come to be sure so I think like everyone else, uh, I was experiencing some low lows back in, you know, early uh, days of 2020 and early days of the pandemic. Uh, I had seen my business um, basically pause at that time. And I was staring at the wall and I, on one wall, there was my TV and on the other wall was my piano. And uh, for some reason, it had been a while. I have two little kids and, uh, you know, a job and I'm busy. And it had been a while since I had played music. And so I sat down at the piano. And as I began to play music, I started playing, you know, Britney Spears and Alanis Morissette and some of the music that like had brought me so much joy, um, you know, while I was growing up. And I started to play that music. And as I played it, like my joy started to come back. And so that actually translated into the kitchen for me because I'm always cooking and I started playing the music. So I started playing all those old hits and sort of organically over two or three months, the music and the food started to just sort of connect together. So I started making recipes and making playlists that went around uh, those recipes. And um, very quickly, I thought, oh, this is kind of fun. I think you know, this is bringing so much joy back to me dancing in the kitchen and, and bringing something back into my life. Maybe this could be something for other people too. So that's sort of how it all came together. So I, I imagine you have these playlists, I believe they're on Spotify. If someone doesn't have Spotify, how could they recreate those playlists? Can they do it on their own? Just grab those songs together? Yeah, would- yeah, exactly. So I put them on Spotify just so that it's really easy, but actually on each recipe, there is the playlist printed there. So you're able to just grab those songs, um, however you listen to music and, and play along while you're, uh, while you're cooking. So would you say play along while you're cooking from the beginning, you pull out all those ingredients and you start cooking, or is it something like you're, you kind of get like, I don't know, like time-wise how many minutes each song is, but you must've figured out how long it takes to create a recipe versus yeah. Yeah. So I know, you know, like most people, the hardest part about cooking or being motivated to cook is just sort of like getting up and getting started. So the playlists are there sort of to get you going. They're all sort of 20 minutes, which is enough time for you to prep dinner, get excited. Um, And, and the cool thing about a lot of the streaming programs now is that once you get a playlist in there, and once you start playing a playlist, it will automatically take you to um, music that's like the music you're listening to. So if you want to keep dancing in the kitchen, you know, through dinner, um, the music is there. Um, and, and, you know, it's really cool because there's also a vibe with each, with each playlist. I was really, um, careful to craft these in a really fun way. So you'll find, you know, different recipes have different vibes with them and sort of a different, there's a few there that I say, like, make sure you put the kids to bed before you make dinner, because some of the, some of the songs get a little bit, uh, inappropriate, but, um, you know, is what it is. And, and it certainly makes the cooking part of it a lot more fun. So everyone has their favorite recipes and favorite musicians. What are some of your favorite recipe and music playlist pairings in your book? Sure. So I always, uh, I get asked this all the time and I always say my very favorite one is hit me basil one more time, which is a Thai basil chicken recipe with obviously a Britney playlist. And uh, I say that because first of all, it is actually my favorite recipe in the book. And it is also the recipe that started all of this. It was the sort of first pun that came to my mind as I was doing this. I thought, oh, that's really funny. 
And um, so I can't imagine this book wouldn't exist without that recipe. Um, there's also uh, a garlic green bean and tofu recipe called I'll Make Love Tofu. And it's a boys to men playlist. <laughs> and I love it because it's sort of like the vegetarian recipe that will convert people that don't <laughs> think they like, you know, tofu or vegetarian food. So I love that one too, just because it's a little bit different and unexpected. Okay. On page 145 in your book, as long as you love chickpea, could people use ciabatta buns instead of the baguette? And also for this recipe, how did you come up with the Backstreet Boys playlist? Yeah, so um, yeah, absolutely. You can use any bread that you like. Um, the key is that it's got to be toasted because when you toast the bread, you got to create those sort of like hard, um, the hard edges and the crevices because I like to take a piece of raw garlic when it comes out of the oven and rub that onto the bread to create sort of like a, just like garlic essence on the bread, which is delicious. So you need a bread that's like dense enough to be able to stand that rubbing of the garlic. Um, and I have to remember the actual song here. Just give me a sec. I'm going to the page here. 143. Is that what you said? 145. 145. Oh, 145. There we go. Yeah. So uh, this one is just, I grew up in, in the 90s as a teenager in the 90s and, and the Backstreet Boys were sort of iconic for me. Um, and as I was coming up with playlists, I knew that the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and, you know, these sort of iconic groups had to be part of this. So I actually, in a lot of cases, and this is one of them, I had a list of recipes I knew I wanted to include, and I had a list of songs I knew I wanted to include. So one of the most fun sort of times in writing this was actually sitting down with those few, um, sorry, with those lists and sort of seeing what I could come up with in terms of puns and in terms of song titles. And this is one of them. So um, as long as you love me is the original song. So as long as you love chickpea is how that came about. Awesome. I love it. On page 197, wannabe cookies, butter, which are actually butterscotch chip cookies. Your recipe playlist is Spice Girls and they're spicy tunes, yet these aren't spicy cookies. How did you pair the music to the recipe? Yeah, so for this one, these are cookies I made um, at the very last meeting of a prenatal group when I was pregnant with my first daughter, of all things. Uh, and it's because I had just moved here and I was desperate um, for connection and to make friends. And so I forced that by making delicious cookies and then uh, sending people home with them and with my phone number uh, on the plate of each cookie so that they would call me. So for me, uh, you know, Spice Girls represents like fun and um, girlfriends and hanging out. And the friends, the very first friends that I made after I moved to the Vancouver area were people from that group and so um wannabe and the spice girls this like nostalgically and energetically made a lot of sense for those cookies yeah, that makes sense. so uh, what three ingredients will we find in your home pantry oh my goodness so you will always find basil always always i just love basil i love that i, I can use basil in um thai cooking and vietnamese cooking and in italian cooking i just love how versatile it is and um i think it's one of the most underused herbs and, and people tend to use it sparingly and I just throw handfuls of it in, in so many things that I cook so you'll definitely find that you'll also find um, like a chili garlic oil and chili garlic sauce I, I love that I think it adds a ton of flavor to you know any sort of Asian cuisine that you have and so I make my own as well but I also love um, there's a brand called Okazu. They have a chili miso oil that I just like 
I buy so much of it. It's They're going to put me out of business. Um, and what else do I always have in my pantry? You know what? The least foody thing of all, I always have uh, everything bagel seasoning. Oh, okay. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I eat, uh, you know, um, scrambled eggs and toast with everything bagel seasoning and hot sauce every morning. So I, I can't live without it. Okay. Uh, where do you get your inspiration for the recipes you create? So I... Uh, have been keeping recipe journals for about 12 or 13 years now and every week I find five recipes and they're usually new and I make a grocery list and then I go and get my stuff and I cook them and I've been doing that for 13 years so I had quite an arsenal of recipes that I've either found from other people or that I've um, come up with myself. And so I knew what I liked to cook and I'd done all of that work sort of um, accidentally over the last 13 years. And so when it came time to actually putting this book together, I took those a lot of those recipe ideas um, and then also the recipes from my company, Basil and Bacon. So I own a freezer meal workshop and delivery company out in the Fraser Valley. And um, you know we've been in business since 2014. So there's a ton of recipes that I've made with that business as well so I took a handful of you know the favorites from that company and then favorites that I've been making over the decade and so that was probably the easiest thing for me the easiest part of actually writing this book was um, you know saying okay here's my top 150 let's whittle it down to to sort of a a top 80 so yeah was it difficult to come up with these fun names you have for each of the recipes because they are lots of fun yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think it was difficult. It was, it was probably one of the more fun things. Um, it, so, some of them I had to, I had to be a little bit clever, but no, it, it wasn't difficult. Cause I think like, that's kind of how I think. Like if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see like my captions are all, all puns and all sort of plays on words. It's sort of just like naturally how I think. Hmm. Uh, so what are your favorite dishes that you cook at home for your family? Sure. So I, you know, I still cook new recipes every week. Um, I have two little kids who are, you know, picky like little kids are. So um, they they don't always eat what I cook. But, uh, you know, we do a ton of homemade pizza, um, all sorts of, you know, different ingredients. And um, like I'm loving ramen lately. So I know it's really trendy, um, but I've been trying to do some legit ramen stuff at home, uh, you know, making all of the, the components on my own. Uh, and that's been really fun and something that, you know, who doesn't like, who doesn't like noodles? True. Correct. It, it is true that music for the brain is important in life. And now that we are coming out of the pandemic, at least locally, what music and recipe would you add to the book if you were publishing a new pairing this week? Yeah, so I, this book is like a 90s pop music infused cookbook. So I really tried um, to keep the music to sort of those favorites from the 90s for me, because it just, that was like where my joy lived. That being said, I am like a music buff and music lover and pop music lover anyways. Uh, And so I have so many recipes that just pair so good with Taylor Swift, (laughs) lover or hater. Um, So I have one that is a honey mustard um, sort of uh, 
broiled chicken sandwich that is just it's so so delicious and so easy and i've dubbed that title look mustard made me look mustard made me do which is look what you made me do from taylor swift so if i could do this again today or had an, another version uh, i think i would pull in some lady gaga and some taylor swift and kelly clarkson and sort of like moving up another 10 years uh in the decades well you could you could definitely do a volume two to this for sure yeah yeah uh, so, um, oh, I had a question I'm trying to think what it is. Um, where can people get your books locally? Yeah. So I have the book available on my website, which is beckyvandrunen.com. It's also available at Indigo in Grandview Corners right now, which is in South Surrey. Uh, I hope to have it available in some more Indigos coming up here and available also at a wonderful local store here in Cloverdale called The Heart Cloverdale. And they support local businesses and local business owners. Uh, I'm also doing some pop-ups throughout the Christmas season. Um, I'll be at Yes Chef Abbotsford um, as well as a few other pop-ups. So you can follow me on Instagram and see where I'm going to show up. Okay. So last question for you. If there was one thing you could do as a chef that you have not done already, what would it be? Oh, do some live, some live cooking, uh, with, with somebody that knows what they're doing. I would love to do that. I'm always, especially because this has really come to fruition for me, um, through the pandemic and, you know, there's been a lot of zooming. I'd love to get in a room and do some cooking, um, with, with people, other people who love to cook. Thank you for listening to this week's show. Tune into the next episode next week to hear more interviews with chef and cookbook authors, as well as other features. Please tell your friends about this podcast and have them subscribe to the Van Foodster Podcast and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music to hear my weekly show covering the food scene in and outside of Vancouver.